0: Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation and you take it from there. Today we will talk about the sacraments this is part 17 of the what we believe series and uh, we're we're getting close <laughs> we got about four or five more sections um, I appreciate everyone who has kind of journeyed through this series with us and I hope you have learned as much as I have <laughs> so today is the sacraments what what are the sacraments so um, uh, Everett what are what are the sacraments? Let's. I, it's kind of funny because I think I th- when I hear that word, I think of two different things. But let's hear what you think. What are the sacraments?
1: Like, are you wanting to know like what what, <laughs> what the sacraments are, like baptism, communion, like that, or are you wanting to know a definition of them?
0: No, that's funny because that's where I was. That's the two things I was thinking of too. Let's start with the list, and then we'll go into the definition. So, what are the sacraments? Put you on the spot. You got this.
1: Well, so this has actually been something that has um, <laughs> somewhat controversial. Um, is the number of sacraments? Um, there are two great sacraments, which are um, Holy Communion and Holy Baptism, um, and then there are five sacramental rites, which are um, Unction or prayers for healing, um, Ordination, Confirmation. Um, what did I miss? Oh, Mary. he's looking. He at ah, okay. Tom, uh, take over. You have okay. three seconds to respond. <laughs> and reconciliation um, of a penitent. So, so there's there's two there's two great sacraments, baptism and communion, and there are five sacramental rites. Now, there are some who would say that's all there is. There's two sacraments and five sacramental rites. Others would say that there are seven sacraments. And that's one of those things that uh, theology nerds like to argue about
0: Bat back and forth like the cat yeah. with the yarn. <laughs> that's a discussion for uh, yeah so okay all right so so what is a what what is a sacramental right? how do you how do you define that exactly?
1: Well uh, it, it's it, it, it is a um, it is a right or a service of the church. By which God's grace is made known um, and present. um, Okay. Okay, that's cool. Marriage or um, confirmation, whatever.
0: All right. So the definition of sacraments, according to uh, the Book of Common Prayer on eight fifty seven, says the sacraments are outward and visible signs of inward and spiritual grace. Um, I say definition, and I didn't mean definition, but that's the description, I guess, if you will. Um, and so given by Christ as sure and certain means by which we receive that grace. So outward and visible signs of inward and spiritual grace. Break that down, Tom. <laughs> Make that into layperson terms, please. How does that How do you, how do you explain what that means? <coughs> and stumped. Tom?
2: Sorry, I accidentally muted my microphone. <laughs> Did he fall out of his chair? Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. Um, so it's very challenging to the culture because hmm. we say that we're basically Gnostics, most Americans. We've separated the physical and the spiritual. Like, and we compartmentalize our lives, you know, this, what we, what we do at church stays separate from our politics, which stays separate from work, which stays separate from school, which stays separate. And there's good reasons for it, but it's been taken way too far. Hmm. So, um, the way I would describe it is if you're evangelical, Or if you're even not Christian, you have this idea that you have to lose yourself to follow Christ. You have to stop being Justin or Everett or Tom. There's this invitation song we used to sing when I was a kid. All of self and none of thee. That's how it starts. And then by the end of the song, the last verse is none of self and all of thee. So the idea is that as I follow Christ, I disappear. Christ takes over and that's not the way it works um as i follow christ as i seek god i become more myself the more i become more manifest or made real and so what does this have to do with sacrament well i'll tell you um (laughs) thanks tom
0: that's my job
2: (laughs) the uh bread and the wine Physical things, water of baptism, the oil of uh, unction, or whatever. God can be present in those things without the physical things disappearing. In the same way, uh, God and man come together in inspiration of scriptures or in the incarnation, fully human, Jesus, fully divine. Um, God can meet people through physical things. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. That's
2: great. Uh, grace perf- the, Here's the big key. Grace perfects nature. It does not destroy it. So we have, whenever God's grace touches nature, including us, it perfects it. It doesn't make it go away or destroy it. So those are, I would just say the most simply sacraments are physical Things through which we can come into contact with God and God's grace, mercy, God's kingdom. However you want to phrase that. Hmm,
0: okay. Um, So I want to go... That was great. There was so much there. (laughs) Um, And I don't know where to go back to... um, Sorry. No, it's great. No, it's just I want to pick through it a little bit. Um, so grace perfects nature; it doesn't destroy it. Can you, like, unpack that a little bit? So yes. our it's our it's our nature. It's our nature. Okay. So you're saying yeah. we are um, what I hear, and you can correct this. Is perfected in Christ. Yes. That is done by not losing our identity but more right. so taking and becoming our identity to the point of perfection. and that is fully done ourselves. What? Becoming fully ourselves. Okay, and that is done because we are human. The grace covers over that humanity as opposed to destroying it and taking us out of it and becoming Jesus bots.
2: That well, is- y- yes. But I would I would phrase the first part of that differently. I wouldn't say covers over our humanity. I'd say our humanity is inherently grace, originally grace-filled, because God said, you know, it is good the creation, including us. So um, the stain of sin is there, but not the sin is not strong enough to destroy what God's image on people. So. It doesn't, it it brings out our, it brings out our humanity. It makes it, it makes it fully known, which was originally uh, made in the image of God. Right. So it removes the, it perfects it exactly. So.
0: Okay. Every, that was
2: Thomas Aquinas, I think. I was
0: wondering of, where, and is that the grace perfects nature, it doesn't destroy it, that's Aquinas? Right, right. Okay. That sounded quotable. Sure <laughs> I was that like, if, right. if you, if that wasn't, then I was gonna tweet that real quick.
1: <laughs> Rowan, Rowan Williams talks about something similar when he talks about Holy Communion, and I know we'll probably touch on a little bit about this, but it goes to Tom's point. When he says that during the Reformation, you know, the, the arguments about what Holy Communion was, the nature of it, you know, is it body and blood? Is it bread and wine? Mm-hmm. Came so contentious. That, that Protestants began to deny what has long been held in the church, that the bread and wine in, in some mysterious way become the body and blood of Christ. He says, likewise, the Roman Catholics, in order to um, argue that it is the body and blood of Christ, began to argue and, and, and say that it was no longer bread and wine and And he said that that's it's an important distinction about our our understanding of sacraments and God God's work. God does not have to destroy in order to transform. Hmm. Um, and I think that's I think that's just a really important sort of thing to to hold on to that that god God is not into the destruction business. God is into the transformation and renewal.
0: All right, I'm going to throw a curveball in that. I love where we're going with this. That's great. However, in holy baptism, we are baptized into death and born into new life. So that seems like there's a little bit. Now, we're nerding out. I get it. But that seems like there's a little bit of destruction going on there. Um, How do we salvage that? Or do you want to just say, no, that's not it. (laughs) Anything there?
2: Well, well, but, go ahead, every Go ahead, Tom. <laughs> I, I, we're dying to, I think Paul goes on to say, the sinful nature. So it's not that we've lost ourselves in that death. You know, Jesus died, but he didn't become less Jesus by mm-hmm. dying. Death right. is part of life. Since the, you know, all of human history, and so death doesn't make us less human, in this in the sense of natural death. So in Christ, death certainly didn't make Him less Jesus. That's a good question, Justin. I have to really think about that.
0: Well, uh,
1: and it, it, go ahead. Yeah, and I, and I and I don't think I think you're right. I mean, I think what Paul's talking about is that we died to sin. We die to self and 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 we we rise. So the re you know the reborn or rebirth in in some ways is very much like Holy Communion, in which it is both bread and wine and body and blood, just mm-hmm. like in baptism. Ever doesn't go away. Right. Um, is transformed
0: um, closer and, to that perfection. That right so i'm trying to tie all this together and maybe i shouldn't be maybe this is just a science experiment that's going to blow up my face in a minute (laughs) definitely
2: not a science experiment
0: (laughs) (laughs) good one tom um sorry everett i interrupted you i'm sorry i hope you kept your thought
1: yeah no i mean i i mean i think i was done i mean i'm just you know i think when that language that paul's using i don't think paul imagines that 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 paul is no longer paul i think he's saying that we are now something so much more
0: okay all right i'm i'm so this is uh make Justin understand day so i'm still coming back to grace and how that plays into Making us into um, the language now, I, I lost it. But it was uh, into the the perfect us. That sucks. What did I say earlier? <laughs> um, so, ha- Grace, and, and this is where I wanted to focus our Grace, conversation. Grace
1: passed away thirty years ago. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Christmas Sorry. vacation.
0: Oh gosh, say, well hey, done. Grace. Well played. Well played. A blessing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry 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 go ahead
0: that's good stuff though now I'm seeing her say the national anthem or sing it <laughs> um okay so grace what was the word we used um perfecting uh perfect is in Christ what perfects nature say again
2: grace perfects nature it does no not it was it.
0: whatever we are moving to man I hate that I should have wrote Perfection. that down yeah, moving towards perfection and how grace plays in that. And you said sin is a stain, but it is not um ruining our humanity because we were born good. And I'm looking for to plug how does grace play into that? And maybe I'm going down the rabbit hole that we shouldn't now. so um, let me let me back away from that. Let me back away from that. Tom, how do you? explain and in our Oklahoma culture I think this has to be something that's done often <laughs> or done how do you explain grace to someone
2: I was hoping you'd say how do you bring up sacrament to someone but uh,
0: oh, I'm sorry I... Tom how that's do you... <laughs> okay.
2: uh how do I explain sacrament
0: you can start there
2: okay good so I tell them to turn to Ephesians 5, especially if they're Baptist or Church of Christ or something like that.
0: Okay, yep.
2: And I, it's the part about marriage and marriage being like the unity of Christ in the church. And it says in Ephesians five thirty-one. um, Man shall leave his father and mother; shall be joined to his wife. Two shall become one flesh. And then it says, "And this is a great mystery." But I speak concerning Christ and the church. And so, when the Orthodox Church talks about sacrament, they use that term "mystery" from this passage. So I think wedding is a good a wedding is a good way to explain a sacrament. You you walk out of a wedding. And you don't say, well, that was a beautiful symbol. Maybe you say that because there were some symbols there in the service. But you say um, something happened in there. These two walked in, Fred and whatever, and they walked out married. Something was enacted. Something mm-hmm. was performed. Mm-hmm. It's not just symbolic. This is a a union was made. And you know if, he, if you have faith, you believe God has done something there. But if you're um, even if you're completely secular, you recognize that it might just be legal language to you. But something occurred, making this relationship different than it was before. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so most people understand that if you talk about marriage, and if you and that God is even people who don't ever go to church. You know, they only go to church for their baptism, their marriage, and their funeral. But even those folks will say uh, they want God to be a part of their wedding because they know this is. You sense that this is important, that this n- needs something big. You so know?
0: expectation came to, to mind for me. There's an expectation when you walk out of that church that something happened, and now those two are more than they were before. Right. When I am sitting and in, in, in Shelby's doing the Eucharist, there is an expectation happening. Um, so that's how I... That's what the word popped in my head, so
2: something is enacted, something is performed, something is participated in. Symbol isn't the right word. Mm. There are symbols involved, but it's more than just a symbol. Hmm.
1: i think I think for me, you know the 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 definition of of grace, unearned and undeserved um, love, right and right, right. the importance the importance of a sacrament in my opinion, is this. There are times in my life in which I doubt or question the existence of God or God's judgment. There are times in my life when I have done things that sort of weigh me down and for which I feel guilt, you know, shame, embarrassment about. And the sacraments are a very tangible way In the midst of those doubts, those questions, that shame, that God loves me and God is present. And so even even in the times in which I'm sitting there saying, God, are you real? I can remember back to that moment the knowledge that I was baptized. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's not, you know, it's not necessarily I have to remember my specific baptism. But remembering the knowledge that I was baptized, that God said yes to me, you know, forever. And as we, you know, put the oil on uh, the person who is being baptized, you are marked as Christ's own forever. And there is no asterisk um, on that. Um, you're Christ's own forever, unless you do these things. And and and, and I think that having um, those tangible things is is a is a really powerful thing for us or at least it is for me
0: yeah <laughs> um, there is something to remembering um, and i think that's where kind of along the lines of where you're going um you know especially um and, and i i i think that was beautiful everett in that When you are struggling, when you're dealing with doubt, um, you know, days that end in Y, (laughs) whenever that's going on, (laughs) what? 2020. (laughs) I was going to say, I was going to sneak in and go global pandemic. Yeah. Um, And uh, there is something to remembering. And that is something that just that we do in everyday life. The 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 remembering, you know, um, why you love a spouse. I don't know. That just came to mind. I have no idea where that's coming from. But just whatever those memories are, or memories of seeing a trophy and oh, member little league or hearing there it is, hearing the song. Actually, everybody funny.
1: gets a trophy these days. What's that? Everybody gets a trophy these days. like. <laughs> It is not like my 1983 Twisters <laughs> trophy when the uh, Edmund Twisters went undefeated in age six soccer. So y'all didn't know you were part of a, of a, a sports legend. Next Maybe.
0: week we're going to talk about pride. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> um, a song. So a song can take you back. And, and I, I, I don't know where I read this, but somewhere I r- wrote um, – something about Pearl Jam's black and how that came on and how it just transported me back to a time, whatever it is. And so that kind of powerful memory is something, um, that I hear you saying about what you can do in times of, you know, in the darkest nights, whatever it may be, of remembering those, the participation in those transformational, uh, I'm not supposed to use symbol according to Tom, but events, sacraments, you know, Um, and so that's good. That's good. I like that. That helps me there. (laughs) Sorry, that was my I'm just using everybody's ears in this podcast for my own epiphanies here. (laughs) Okay, um, so I feel like you answered this, but did you have anything to add to um, how do you explain grace to someone uh, well, you know what? I take that back. Because Tom actually answered, how do you explain sacraments to someone? Well done, Tom. Sounds like you've done some research on that. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Visions you. Visions five. Um, so I feel like in this culture, Grace, like I, I you know, is is as you 2 says, um, you know, it's just a girl's name. As Everett said, <laughs> Grace died 30 years ago. Where, how would you explain Grace to, this, uh, you know, ex-evangelicals, evangelicals, evangelicals, fundamentalists, whoever it may be, because I think that's an important thing that we miss um, in my previous, you know, whatever, tradition, whatever. Um, It was all about sin management. What don't you do? And did you ask forgiveness for it? And that was it, man. I mean, we're talking, you know, marks to remind me to ask forgiveness for X or Y or whatever it may be. So how do you explain grace to that individual? To How do you explain grace to 25 years ago Justin or something? <laughs> Tom? Unmute.
2: <laughs> oh, he's can, gone. Can you hear me? There you are. <laughs> okay. Sorry, this mute button. Um, if I'm turning pages in a book, I mute it so you don't hear all the...
0: You know? Oh, okay. Wow, um, learned
2: something from that. So the, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think we're trained. If you grew up in the evangelical world, to look for grace packets. <laughs> okay. Like, um, we want we want um our grace cookie, you know, and the sacraments are not that. It's not that we, and, and in the evangelical world, we just kind of replaced the grace packets for um, other, other things like, uh, I don't know, coming forward or hmm. any, so grace is the thing God gives us to strengthen us so we can go do what God has called us to do it's it's the thing that um it has to do with salvation of course but it's not episcopalians don't tend to think of it as the one and done sort of a thing but that this is a walking in the light as he is in the light you know we become it's more of a it's more of a marathon you know we we don't sell you know that parable of the race. We've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. It's, so grace is the thing that lets you run the race. It makes it possible for you to keep going.
0: The In the uh, <clears throat> Book of Common Prayer, it says, Grace is God's favor towards us, unearned and undeserved. By grace, God forgives our sins, enlightens our minds, stirs our hearts, and strengthens our wheels, which is which plays along to <clears throat> the race that you just mentioned, yeah. There, Tom um, Everett. How do you explain grace to someone?
1: You know, i i I think I think grace is one of the hardest things to really explain because I the agree. Raptors, <laughs> grace. Sorry, um, I,
0: I interrupted. Say that last part again. I, I. It's
1: the it's the radicalness of grace. Yes. Like, okay. We sit there and and we 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 talk about the you know the the nice you know woman who's been in church every Sunday and you know served eighteen terms as clerk of the vestry and was on altar guild and every time there was a funeral she brought the cake that you know everybody loved and and we sit there and we go yeah yeah God God. God loves that one, right? That's that's clear. Mm. Um, and then we go and we 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 talk about someone who's done something horrific, or you know, for most of their life was really just a jerk. And yeah, no, you know that that one that one doesn't deserve right praise. And 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 so I think we have a hard time believing believing in it for that reason, because I think that we think that grace is something it's the definition says unearned, but we sort of look past that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Undeserved
1: That <laughs> bird has this, you know, has this thing. Um, and, and, and Chad's one of these people I've started to be, you know, to read his, his sort of reflections and stuff and who, you know, he, he basically, you know, he says that 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 so much of our religious life is trying to prove our worth, and he goes, "It doesn't really matter."
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Guilty. <laughs> I mean, it's it's great. I mean, it's great if you served eighteen terms as clerk of the vestry, but it doesn't give you anything more than someone else.
0: Hmm. Whose name did you say, Chad? What? Chad Bird. Bad bird. Okay. Um, I, you know, when you when you started speaking about that, and, so, and as you were going down there, the first thing I heard was uh, someone you all may not know, Steve Poindexter. In my head, he immediately said, "Scandalous," <laughs> the scandalous grace, um, and how. Um, gosh, can someone define scandalous? I don't know if I can put that in words. Um, Tom, well, you're sh- go ahead.
1: Shocking scandalous you, something that is shocking
0: shocking okay yeah. causing general public outrage by a perceived offense against morality or law Ooh, that's good <laughs> um, but scandalous yeah, can, grace can, can I give an
1: mm-hmm. example of that jump in so there's been you know there's been some discussion about college loan debt forgiveness right um, um gen x and millennials <laughs> uh, have, have have bared Uh, an incredible amount of debt in order to go to college that previous generations, it was just unheard of. Right. And there's this been conversation. Well, one thing that we ought to do is maybe just forgive, Mm. you know, Mm. college loan debt or a portion of it. And immediately. And, and, and and I'm not saying that there's not a point here, but immediately you get, well, that's not fair. I paid my Mm. debt off. I worked hard. I paid extra on mine. Why should they get that?
0: Hmm. Good. Ex- great example. Great example. Um, you know, yeah. the, we weir- the, um, uh, when you were talking about this and, and grace and how, um, and you use different words, but I, for some reason, Bill Cosby popped in my head. Oh, you were giving the examples of the people, the guy who was a jerk. <laughs> and I, was, some reason, Bill Cosby came to mind and I'm thinking about he, he duped us all. um, in that, you know, he was just America's dad, I guess. I don't know, whatever. And then all of a sudden, you know, everything went about. And if you don't know what it is, just Google it. I won't go into it. But that's, I mean, so can we sit with and imagine that Bill Cosby receives grace just as we do? And I, I, that just kind of, or or, I don't know who, you know, Hitler, you go into those normal people, you know, Osama bin Laden, things like that. And, and that's where, you know, I, I don't think I can get past those things. So, um, that's where grace gets scandalous and shock is in my court. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, I underlined the word mystery. Um, I think Tom brought that up or whoever did, uh, because that's also something that, um, that I think we have to give way to, we have to hand some things over to a mystery to something that is completely and utterly larger than us that we, we just can't sit down and reconcile and i think that's where even in sacraments as much as you theology nerds sit and go back and forth i don't think we'll ever wrap our heads around it <laughs> you know um and so all right any final things thoughts
2: looking forward to next time
0: Woo! Where we talk about Everett's pride for being on a winning soccer team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, guys. Thank you all and for the listening.
1: The Twisters. The Twisters. <laughs>
0: Good name. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. We're out. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at, at FunDrainCot. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.